Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Happy 2024. We are so happy to have you guys here. Margo. <laughs> Margo says, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, she <laughs> wants to jump right in. And we are so excited because today's episode is all about that New Year energy, getting into those 2024 goals, but also getting into a better you, a more well you. We are doing a intro to our wellness series that we're going to start next week. We did this series last Last year, we had nine amazing guests come on and talk about the different areas of wellness that make us whole and impact our whole healthy being. And we're so excited to start that up again this year. If you guys want a more thorough overview to the different dimensions of wellness, go back and listen to the first episode that we did in 2023. I think that one's really informative and dives into the specifics of what each of the dimensions are. And we didn't just want to be redundant and say them all over again this year because everything that we said in that episode is like pretty relevant still today. And so the focus for this year's kickoff wellness series episode is Kara and I going to be sharing our goals for the new year, reflecting on some of our goals in years past and maybe some goals that went well, some that we fell short on and what we can do better. And we thought this would be a conversational goal chat. Yes. We'll still share those definitions, but if you want the deep dive with lots of examples, maybe a more thorough definition per dimension. Yeah, head to last year's episode, but this is gonna be very fun and conversational, like Allison said. But as always, before we get into that, we're gonna catch up. And is there anything exciting and fun they've shared the class? Well, I, Allison, the teacher, and finally, I'm feeling a little <laughs> more energized. I just got a serotonin boost literally from going to the bank. Mm. I'm telling you, my mans, Seth and Elliot over at the bank, they make my day. I go in there for sure once a week to do the deposits sometimes twice a week if I want to see them more often. And Peaches always comes with me and she gets a little treat. So I just went right before we started recording this and going to the bank should not be that fun, but I love it. I could linger in there for so long, but I try to respect their time and keep it to like 10 minutes. But right when I walked in, Seth was like, do you dye your hair? It looks great. Like they're just so sweet. And sometimes when I go in there, it's usually like Monday or Tuesday, which is like quote unquote my Saturday and Sunday. So usually I'm looking a little more rugged. And last week I had my hair done for some reason. It was like braided and curled. And Elliot was like, wow, your hair looks really nice. And I was like, thank you. I know you don't usually see the showered version of me, but I do present nice sometimes. You just don't usually get the best of me. (laughs) Wait, that's cute. Your little people. I know. It's one of my third places for sure. Highly recommend opening a bank account at one of your local banks and becoming friends with your bankers. Such a niche suggestion, but... (laughs) I was researching it more and there might be something to it because if you develop a really good relationship with a bank, even if maybe you can't on paper afford a loan for a specific reason, it might be more willing down the line to extend some offerings to you that maybe a big bank who has no idea who you are Mm. could offer. This was a friend of mine got a car and it's hard when you're in the content creator or the entrepreneurship world and sometimes your on paper income is not a very accurate representation 
especially if you're just getting started or you have a lot of business income, but maybe not of like personal income, it can just be misleading. And the bank is like, yeah, we can't give you this loan. But like, you're like, mm-hmm. I can literally pay for it upfront. Just give me the loan. So I had this friend who needed a car loan and the big bank denied them, but they had a relationship with their local bank and they ended up getting the loan. Oh, yay. So yeah, for whatever that's worth. I'm in a good mood now because I went to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> they combat your hair. Also, I feel like if, which was one of the dimensions of wellness is financial wellness. If you struggle with money or even your views of money, I feel like subconsciously having a good relationship with the bank and having those positive interactions could be very helpful to manifesting more money. You're just getting better at managing your money. Honestly, facts. And another thing I was thinking about, a pro of doing a lot of my banking at my local bank, is these these are real humans in my Mm -hmm. community that can see how much I make. And when I banked at a huge bank where I didn't know the bankers, different people all the time, if there was $2 in my checking account, why would I be embarrassed? But now I feel like I'm more motivated to make more money because people in my community can see how much I make. So I'm like, oh, I'm trying to keep keep all these accounts, have some good balances so they don't think that I'm like, oh yeah, you and your business with $4 in your account. I'm like, no, I gotta gotta walk the talk. Um, There's 20 now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, just rolling in the dough. It's fine. And for while I'm gone on my trip, I was like, okay, if I pre-write my paychecks for while I'm gone and then just have Clay like put them in the after hours box, I was like, will you deposit them for me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like I never have to take my ID and like, Mm-hmm. It's just it's so great. That's so nice. Wow. That should be an ad for Dundee. Is that, do you want I to say know. <laughs> You're you know the Grove here in Omaha? Yes. Megan, they have like an ad with Megan. And I'm like, how did Megan get this role? I want to be a face of Dundee Bank. I want an ad spot. Obviously, I want her to keep her, her ad <laughs> as well. I just want one. I think we need to submit you right now for a nomination because I think you're selling us all. Shout them out. Dundee Bank. Is that what it's called? Dundee Bank. Yeah. Here in Omaha, they have three locations. Dundee, obviously. Blackstone and Little Bohemia. I love that. And I told you, right, how the original location used to be a grocery store. So they gave out free apples because it's like a throwback to the building before them. And so all these old people come in every week and like get their apples. That's so cute. We need the new generation, our generation to step it up and build these these relationships and give people reasons to come into places. Uh, Like last week when we were talking about community and how some of the studios don't have community, all these businesses, like if they just have community and the customer service people and the workers care (laughs) about the clients, like that's how you make make a successful business these days. No, I literally saw this clip of one of my new friends. Her name's Grace. Her boyfriend owns a coffee shop. It's called Omen in St. Louis. I saw he was on a podcast and he shared this clip. And they asked him what he thought was helping them be successful because they've only been open like seven months or something. And he was like, no, we literally just do what a business is supposed to do. We say how people walk in. We're friendly. We're welcoming. We have events. We encourage people to come and hang out. He's like, he's like, I don't know how we strayed so far from what you're supposed to do as a coffee shop. We have good coffee. We make coffee right. He's like, that's why we're being successful is that people will say hi to you and they'll open the door for you when you walk in. And I just thought that was so true. I'm like, wow. The bar is literally so low that if you just do things at a good or above average standard, then you're going to be successful. At least you should be. Well, it's because everyone was so money focused for so mm-hmm. long. Like people were just starting businesses to try to make a quick buck. And that's saturated. People are like, eh, I'm over it. So in the place, it's like you can get a cup of coffee anywhere. You're going to go to the place that the people remember you. You feel at home. Mm-hmm. You feel welcomed. When I go into Archetype, oh my God, it's like my little neighborhood is just my third place. Like I can't imagine. I think about moving sometimes. And yes, of course, I love my friendships. But I'm like, I can't even move out of my neighborhood because I just love my bankers and baristas so much. Like when I come, if I haven't seen them in like a week, they're like, where were you? Are you okay? How's life? And I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I was gone. Like you feel like you're missing them. That's yeah. so cute. I was just say another little story of good customer service I wanted to share. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday and it was 30 minutes away. So it was very far. And I get there and I'm like checking in for the 11.15 and she's like, oh my gosh, your appointment's for tomorrow. And I was like, I didn't want to point any fingers. I didn't. I was just like, wait, really? Because I have an appointment for tomorrow at the same time at another place. So I don't feel like I would have made two appointments on the same day. And she was like, okay, just give me a second. I'm going to go ask so they can just get you in right now. And so I waited in the lobby for like 10 minutes and she came back and she's like, okay, like we worked it out. Like we're able to see you right now. And I just like didn't even think that was going to be a solution. So I very much appreciated that she went out of her way, went back, talked 
them. So after my appointment, I went and got the front desk girl and the physician $25 local coffee gift card. And I came back in and I was like, thank you so much because you do not understand. I literally drove 30 minutes. That would have been an hour out of my way. Plus I wouldn't be able to make it tomorrow. So, and I feel like, I don't know if she wanted to help me or like if she was like, I'm just going to help her. I was like, thank you for helping me because it literally would have ruined my whole week and like having to come back out here to make another hour drive, like helped me so much. And they were very appreciative. So if you have the chance and you have the power to do something nice, I feel like it doesn't ever get rewarded. So I'm like, okay, I'm feeling like they should be rewarded for that. That is really sweet. Yeah, I just, if you have the power to give someone that extra thank you, even if it's already past the holidays, I feel like you guys should do it. Because I'm not always doing that. <laughs> like I'm not gonna do that all the time. But I just had, like there was a coffee shop literally across the street. I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna get them a gift card. I love that. Yeah. That is a good reminder to me to be more generous with gifts. I'm very generous with words of affirmation because they're free, but I'm not that generous yeah. with gifts that cost money and I could be better at that. Well, I will say though, also the girl that helped me. So the girl, the front desk lady helped me, but then the second girl, the one who like did my appointment, she was so funny. Me and her, I was literally crying laughing, which I feel like puts you at ease at a doctor's office too because I had to do like this certain test thing and like I was a little nervous and we were just cracking up the whole time. And I feel like that deserved to be awarded too because you can get so cynical when you're doing your job and like doing the same routines, being new patients. And she was just such a positive attitude and like totally put my nerves at ease. And I literally, we just had so much fun. So I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling in the giving spirit. And yeah, that's kind of, that's just kind of why, why that happened. But I don't know. I've just, I'm also on board with people going above and beyond and like having that good, a good service these days. <laughs> Any other fun stories from the last week? No, my life's been boring lately. I, we have, we're recording this before. I go to Birmingham and seeing family for Christmas and whatnot. So hopefully I'll have some fun family updates next time we record after the holidays. But other than that, no updates here. Anything with you? I just have a story to share of a customer experience when I was working at 1404 this weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what the point of this story is, but I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> okay. This girl comes in. She has the flyest style. She's so cute. She's in this chunky oversized sweater, this long skirt, some big boots, like very much like how I like to dress. And I was just like, damn, that's a badass outfit. And so I complimented her right when she walked in. And I was like, okay, so what's like the story? She's from San Francisco. She works at Apple. And I was like, wow. dude, I just like really have been drawn to software engineering in the last few weeks because I was at this other holiday party and this kid that was there was, he works for a big company, also a software engineer, also makes a shit ton of money. And he's like, my boss doesn't really know that I work like four hours a day and just play video games and do random shit the rest of the day. And okay, maybe some of you guys know this, but I got suspended in college for writing people's papers for them. I've made a TikTok about it if you really want the whole story. And the year I was suspended, classes were like already filled up by the time that I went to have to go apply because I obviously didn't know I was going to get suspended. But all of the computer science classes were available, maybe because no one wants to take those. So I ended up taking like a whole chunk of coding, computer science, engineering type of classes and ended up loving it. But I was already, that was like my junior year. So once I was unsuspended, I needed to just finish my degree program that I was already in. But I've always been very drawn and loved like building websites, like back when it was MySpace, loved coding. And I feel like we all have that one career that's in the back of our mind that we're like, ah, oh, could have done that. Like my daddy always says, like, mm -hmm. I wanted to go to school to be an architect, but like, I just didn't do it. I did business and, you know, he still thinks about it. Mine is computer science software stuff. And la last week or something, I was literally looking up programs of like how to take a course for software. I was like, maybe I should just have a different life. I can go be in tech and move out to California. And I tell Clay this when he wakes up and he was like, of course, that's what you did this morning. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm just dreaming, okay? And then this girl comes in. She's from Omaha and she's telling me about her career at Apple. And I'm like, this just feels like another nudge, even though I'm not going to do this. But it was very <laughs> interesting. And I was oozing to her about how like jealous I was of her life. And I'm like, you, you just must make such good money and you must be so smart. And she's like, yeah, it's cool. And we like when we're taking the shuttle, because apparently Apple's campus is like kind of far off. It's billable hours and... I was oh, like, wow. oh my gosh, you must just have the coolest life. And she's like, no, because literally your life is my dream life. She's like, all I want to do is be like a secondhand shop owner. Like I love fashion. Like this, owning a store like this is like my dream. And we were just going back and forth, talking about how cool we thought the other person's life was. And she, she was like, you must just have like all this freedom in your day. And I was like, I mean, yeah. And so I don't know. It was just a reminder that when we're dreaming about all these things we want in life, like your life is literally someone's dream life. Mm -hmm. And 
I think when it's your own situation, it's easier to lose touch with that. But there's somewhere, someone somewhere in the world that would trade places with you in a second. Yeah. Even if you don't even think you're doing that good of a job at something, like we're all very blessed and have amazing things going for us. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of the Midnight Library. I just finished that book a few weeks ago. And I know it has mixed reviews. Some people thought it was really boring. Some people thought it was good. But I feel like there is a good message. And that is exactly the message. You know, you could have this different life that you've dreamed of, but there's always going to be pros and cons. And like you said, there's always going to be someone who wants what you're doing. And you can't have it all. But that's so fun. A girl could dream. What if you could just switch hats at night and do a completely different life? Okay, well, that's what her and I... So then we started talking about also our our nerdy tech brains were probably geeking because I was like, dude, what if in the future you could switch lives with people? Like, you know how we think about time traveling or I don't know, being able to read people's minds? I was like, what if you literally like... You could still... You would still look like the other person probably. Or you would just switch skill sets. Like, I don't really know how it would work. But it would be Mm -hmm. so cool... if you could switch with someone for like a day or a week or something and see what someone's life is like and then be like, ah, okay. It's like a vacation. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Paris is fun, but maybe I don't need to live there. I'll just vacation there or something like that. Like, you just oh got to try gosh. it out. What if that was a vacation company where you go for a week to Paris and then you just, they just throw you into a restaurant and you're working at a five-star restaurant or something and you're just like fully in that for a week or you're teaching yoga class. I don't know, some other profession. It's literally Maybe we're on to something. <laughs> it's like tryacareer.com and they just have these roles around the world and it's like acting, but you <laughs> actually just like go and do it. I don't know. Maybe that is we're all around to something. I would literally do all of them. And I feel like you always see TikToks of people being like, oh, I'm torn. I want to open a coffee shop and I also want to live in Hawaii and I also want to, I don't know, be in the corporate job and they could just have these predetermined little lives with a pre-set up apartment and a car and it's just like a whole avatar that's already built out and then you just get to pay to go have that experience. Yeah. Holy shit. I think we just invented something. <laughs> I know. Wow. I think we got <laughs> onto something. Okay. One more thing that I've gotten into recently. Have you gotten into astro cartography at all? I had a moment back in like 2020, but it has passed a little bit, but I'll tell me what I you I just never heard of this. Basically, you put in your, your information and then it gives you a map of the world with all these different planet lines. And I guess all the different planets mean different things, you know, basic astrology stuff. But there are certain lines that go through different places of the world that mean this will be a really good place for networking, for your career, for love, for prosperity, or just for being the most true version of you. And I've been doing mine. I've been doing like everybody's around me. I did Connor's, I did McKenna's, I did Hania's. And I'm just having so much fun looking at everybody's and just seeing where everyone is thriving. And there's also one of just places that will feel like home. And it's just cool to see different places of the world and like what memories you have. Because what got me into this is I saw a girl's TikTok who she had a moon line, which is one of the places that is going to feel like home, going through this place that she had been to. And she was like, I don't know why I had felt so drawn there, so connected. And then she pulled her her chart and it literally goes straight through this beach that she like totally felt connected in. And from what I've been seeing of places that is resonating with me, like I totally can see how it's at least some sort of real and valid. What are some of the destinations on yours? There's four different line locations per planet, I think, all over the world. So you'll have like your sun sign, which is that place that you'll be thriving at is the true you going through four different up and down places. So go through a lot of places, but there's four lines all across the world. So I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if New York is one of my sun signs or one of my cool different signs. Um, No, I have nothing going through New York, but my sun line, which is supposed to be the place where you're your truest you, your full version of yourself, it goes up and down in the US, um, right through like St. Louis and Chicago. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. I need an excuse really? to move out of here. Yeah, it's going, it's like 100 miles east of St. Louis. And they say that the line, I read it can go up to 300 miles, but Hani read up to 800 miles. So anything in that radius. So I'm living I mean, in the, the place. Earth is very big. Yeah. So like 100 miles is very close. No, it's it, it's it's close. It's unfortunately it counts. So I'm like, dang it, I'm living <laughs> where I'm supposed to be my truest self. Gosh darn it. Well, that's reassuring. No, no. it is reassuring, 100%. And that same line, I guess it's, we're all on the same plane as like Cancun. So in the Yucatan, right between like Merida and Cancun, that same line runs. So I think I need to go to Merida or just explore the Yucatan more. Um, maybe 
go back to Cancun. Um, so yeah, that's a fun one. And then there is a line going through Hawaii for my moon line. So that means Hawaii Aww. is somewhere that feels like home, which I, I've been there four times now and I love it. I mean, who, how could you not like Hawaii? But I always said that I wanted to live there. So I need to find a reason to live there for like a month. Yeah, there's a lot of places, but it's cool. You should definitely check it out. Get back into it or we should have someone on to talk about it because it's actually very complex. And I just, Hania sent me a TikTok that was like, if you're looking at your chart and just looking at the lines, like that's not how it works. I'm like, oh, this is too complicated. And she's like, yeah, this is definitely way more complicated than we think, but it's fun. It's a fun little hobby, my free time. You know who actually got me into it for the first time? Who? Diddy, when she came to visit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And one of mine was somewhere in Africa and it had a lot to do with like women's work. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised because <laughs> I have not really felt a call to move to Africa per se. And I don't feel like women's advocacy is necessary. I mean, I guess in some sense, the podcast is kind of encouraging women to be their best self. But yeah. And then there was one in like Russia. Russia. Mm-hmm. And there was a more normal one. I'll have to go back. I just, I think I didn't get that into it because I was like, wow, that is very random for my current existence. It didn't feel like it resonated that much, but maybe I should revisit now that it's been a few years. And I'm also way more into astrology, even as a whole, mm-hmm. have since discovered human design, love mm-hmm. looking at everyone's charts around me. So maybe we should FaceTime and I'll help you look at yours too. We can, with my basic knowledge. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Rosetta Stone. They're the most trusted language learning program out there. They've been experts for 30 years and millions of users have trusted them to help them learn second, third, fourth languages. And this is especially timely for me because one of my goals for the year, I literally just said this in our Patreon goal setting workshop last week, is that I want to learn Spanish. I studied German in college and unfortunately, I don't get to go to Germany or Austria very often. But I have been spending a lot of time in South America and Mexico. I spent all of January in Colombia and I loved it so much that I'm going back in April. I'm going to Tulum next week. And I'm like, you know what? It is time that I really buckle down and get better at Spanish. If you also are thinking of traveling more, learning second, third, fourth languages, I can't recommend getting started with Rosetta Stone enough. If you would like to get Rosetta Stone and not put off learning language any longer, there's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Already Friends listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. And thank you to Rosetta Stone for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast and helping me in my Spanish language learning journey. This episode is sponsored by Honey Love. Honey Love is revolutionizing the bra game. Can you think of a bra that you actually like to wear? One that doesn't poke you, does not hurt, and that you kind of forget that you're wearing? For me, I'm thinking of my Honey Love bra. I have fully said goodbye to wearing underwire and bulky fabric bras that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. The fabric is super soft and it feels like a second skin and you'll immediately feel and notice the difference. Right now, I'm wearing the silhouette bra and I'm totally forgetting that I'm wearing a bra, but it totally lifts 
lifts. It feels so supportive. It looks so good under shirts. And it's not like those bras that give you that uniboob effect when you put on a tight shirt or tight clothes. It separates, it lifts, it does everything that a bra should be doing. I'm also obsessed with the shapewear. I have the superpower thong, which is kind of like this mid-stomach shapewear piece. The way that it gives my body this hourglass shape that I did not know that I had and is so comfortable. I have traditional shapewear from a few different brands and they kind of hurt so bad. Within a couple hours, I feel like I can't breathe. But with Honey Love's shapewear, it's so comfortable. It's meant to be able to breathe, to live your day-to-day life in. And I feel like I can definitely use the shapewear for my wedding. So I'm very excited about that. So if you're ready to step into that next level comfortable bra and shapewear, it's your time to get Honey Love. Go to honeylove.com slash already friends and you can get 20% off your entire order with that link. So it's honeylove.com, H-O-N-E-Y-L-O-V-E.com slash already friends for 20% off. Make sure to use that code to show your support of the show. And thanks again to Honey Love for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. Well, that's all my updates. Anything else? Should we do peaks? Yeah, let's do peaks. You first. Okay. Well, I think. Yes. My peak is that I had been wanting a new coffee maker, but I don't know. I want one that does espresso and lattes and stuff. I don't want an espresso, I don't think. I don't want to have to commit to buying those pods for the rest of my life or just as long as I have the machine. But I haven't wanted to splurge because I feel like those ones that make lattes are like $500 because I did have one that makes lattes and it broke. So we returned that, got a refund. So we're we're back to square zero. We had not had a coffee maker in literally almost a year. I think it had been 11 months. And I was like, Connor, can you please just ask anyone in your family if they have an extra coffee maker? And luckily, Connor's grandma had recently bought a coffee maker. This one was broken. I guess it doesn't beep when the coffee's done. And so she returned it and got one that actually beeped. So we got a brand new coffee maker from Connor's grandma. And now I have coffee in my house. I literally haven't had a coffee maker in so long. If I wanted coffee, I had to buy it at the store, like an iced carafe one, or I had to go to a coffee shop. So I'm very happy. I've been making black coffee. I have the Zend ground beans and they're so tasty. It's like the Mexico blend with tape. Oh, I did see your story. Those yeah. bags were gorgeous. Oh, uh, they're so Allison. Those bags are literally so you. You need to get some. Um, I know. I like would just keep the bag. I'm like, I can't. I just got to put it on display here. It's so I pretty. Know. Yeah. Actually, it's literally your aesthetics to a T. And they taste really good too. Yeah. I like the Mexico one. It has like chocolate, cinnamon, and a little bit of orange. So it's chef's kiss. That's my peak is finally having a coffee machine. Yay. Okay. What's your peak. Okay. My peak is um, interesting. I've never had a peak like this. I would say it's more relieving than something that was necessarily fun. But you know how we all have those people in our life that you in time become kind of disconnected with, but at one point you had like such a deep connection or you hung out all the time or whatever, and then you fade apart and you're both maybe. So in my head, I was like, I wonder if they ever think about me or like, do they hate me? Are we still friends? Like what if I ran into them. Like, I, I hope they don't have any hard feelings, that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so in the last week, I reached out to two people that I had a dynamic like that with and just got like the best replies. And I feel such a weight lifted off my shoulders of like guilt that I was holding on to for our relationship, not continuing in that way. But like from afar, I always like felt such love for them, but we didn't like talk all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I'm going to continue that. I was talking to Clay about it because I was like, I need to start small on some where I'm like, I'm pretty much guaranteed, I think, to get a, a positive reply. And then there's some where I'm like, might get left on red or they might be like, why are you reaching out? Because it's been either so long or the dynamic was maybe like a little dicey at the end. I'm talking about for my whole life. This is making me sound like I have all these like bad breakups <laughs> that I've had, but I'm talking about in my 29 years. I'm sure yeah. everyone, you can imagine, like think of some people that this has happened with in your life. I and, relate. And yeah, there's elementary school, middle school, high school, college. There's so many chapters that close. So many. And you're right. It doesn't always have to be for like a falling out or like someone's in the wrong or bad reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just like, hey, I know you're out there like living your own whole other life, but like just know I'm like rooting for you and always thought highly of you and still do and hope all is good. Da da da. And yeah, 
Because I, I, the two that I like reached out to, I didn't feel like I was going to cross paths with them anytime soon. Like I wasn't going to run into them somewhere and enough time had passed. But I was like, well, I, I haven't ran into them now. I'm probably not going to anytime soon. And I just feel really proud of myself that I did that because I have a really hard time like apologizing, even though it's not apologizing. I feel like it's in that realm of like owning my part in things. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep that energy going and build up to some harder conversations like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very inspiring. I feel like <laughs> I can think of a person or two that I could send those good wishes to. Yeah, because things just happen and you just lose contact with some people. Yeah. And that's- it's good to know like from their end too, that they're like, no, like I still I still love you too from afar. Like all is good. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that you're in good standings with people. Yeah, I'll put that out there. Okay, great. Listener speaks? Listener speaks. Okay, Grace said, starting my new business. Congratulations and hope you have all the success in this coming year. This one from Mickey, who said, made a bomb chicken pesto gnocchi in the air fryer yesterday. An air fryer has been on my wish list for so long. It's one of how you're saying like the, the coffee maker and stuff. I'm like, why have I not just bought one? I know it's going to change my life, <laughs> but I'm still just putting it off. So maybe this is my sign when I get back from Columbia to get an air fryer. Yes, do it. Lindley said, finding a new hobby. I started making clay art and it's my favorite. I love that. What a nice, calming, fun hobby. Okay. On the art and hobby note, Emma said, got an espresso machine and I'm getting better at latte art. The very Huga vibes peak. I'd love to see it. Yay. As always, send your peaks on our Instagram page, Already Friends Podcast. We post that story every Monday and then make sure to follow us over there so you can get entered to be our listener of the week where if you're following us and you send in a rating or review, you could be entered to win $10. Well, you will be entered, but you yeah. could win. You could win. Yes. <laughs> you might be entered if I if I see it. No, you will be entered and you can win. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, yay. Well, Goal setting time. Yes. Kind of. Okay, dimensions of wellness. Well, I feel like, like we said, we should just do a little quick intro for each one and then maybe with that little intro, we can share, like you said, maybe some past ones that we've done, what our upcoming goals are for the year. And I think before me and Allison hopped on, we said these are not smart goals yet. We're going to make them more <laughs> metrics oriented, more attainable. These are just more overlying goals, which honestly, I feel more comfortable sharing on the podcast anyways. So that, that worked out perfectly. Yeah. And we're doing our Patreon goal setting workshops every Sunday for the month of January. So I was also like, well, I have the whole month to really build out these goals. Mm-hmm. So for now, I just want to start laying the foundation. We're just setting some bricks and these goals will turn into actual smart goals throughout the month once I talk them out. And you know, when you're like sharing goals with someone or you hear someone else's goal, you're like, oh, that might be a better way to do that thing. Yes. So even though these aren't built out yet, we're hoping that by just <laughs> candidly sharing the beginning thoughts of our goals, maybe they'll help you guys with your own goal setting to get some ideas or some process inspiration. And then in the Patreon calls, we'll all lock them in. Yes, exactly. Okay. So these are all the categories of wellness that we'll be covering over the next couple of months. So the first one we're going to cover in this episode, and this is not the order for the series or anything like that, but first dimension is physical. And that's obviously one of the ones that we always think about. It's anything that encompasses nutrition, exercise, weight management, ergonomics, tobacco use, disease prevention, and more. So we actually last year broke this up into two episodes of physical wellness and nutritional wellness because we feel like that's just its own beast in and of itself and knowing how to eat properly. So I think we're gonna do that again this year. And I feel like that helps make the physical wellness aspect a little more digestible. I know. And even if I wanted to go really far, I feel like I could break physical down even more to movement-oriented parts of physical and then like how I look because getting my nails done and keeping my skin clear and that kind of stuff feels very different to me than getting in enough steps and like going to a workout class. So that's even technically all under physical. It's such a big one. That is a big one. Especially in our society. We're such a physical-based society. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a majority of goals, some 
somehow relate to the physical wellness realm. But we're hoping we can break it down. And that's why we love having those guests on and doing that whole deep dive on those two episodes. So I guess what did you write down are your physical wellness goals for this coming year? Okay, I'm going to loop it back. Said it 10 times, I'm sure. 2022 is when I did the 200 yoga classes. And I loved that. It was so helpful for keeping me on track. And to help me achieve my goal of the 200 classes, I made this table in Notion. And on the left side, I had the name of the class I went to, the facility, the studio that I went to, and what number it was. And then after each workout, I got to, or after each yoga class, I got to go in there and add it in. And it helped me feel like I was checking that box along the way. And I loved that process for reaching that goal. But I did kind of burn myself out by just doing the yoga classes. So what I learned from that this year, I tried so many different things. I finally started boxing. I went to a CrossFit class for the first time. I think that was this year. I got class pass. I tried Legree. I've done way more like cross training type of stuff. I've been going to a lot of bar. So this was my exploratory year for different types of movement. And I've realized I love having that variety, but to hold me accountable, I need that number to work towards. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to keep the system of the table in Notion, but open it up that I can do any type of workout, whether it's a boxing class, a Legree class, a yoga class, or just going to the gym. Any of that counts. And my goal is going to be to do 250. And I've already said that on here, but then I finally did the math and I'm like, ooh, that's like four and a half classes a week. So that is a lot. But I know that when I'm working out, I do feel so much better. And I'll say this later, but a big part of my social wellness goals is to keep pairing fitness and friends going to these classes as a means to hang out with people and fill up my cup by talking to people at the studios does make me feel so much better. So I think the 250 is attainable for me. And to me, that feels a little less extreme than doing 75 hard, which I had also done in the years past. And I love 75 hard while I'm doing it, but then once it's over, it's over. And that's only 75 out of 365 days, unless you, of course, go on to do his Live Hard program. But my Live Hard program will be 250 classes. Seems like enough without overdoing it for me. Yeah, I think that's a very impressive goal. And if you had proved to yourself that you can do 200, I'm sure that's attainable for you. Yeah, because I did 200 just yoga classes and Mm -hmm. I did other workouts that I didn't count towards that. So now Mm. I just want to make a wide net, 250 for any. And then the last thing I'll say on the physical side is I want to do an in body scan. It's like a body composition analysis. They have them at the gym that Clay works at. So I'm going to go and it will measure, however it measures it, I honestly don't know, your skeletal muscle mass and your body fat. And my overall goal is going to be to increase muscle. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and get a baseline. That way I have a metric to kind of gauge on and see throughout the year if I'm making any progress. Mm -hmm. Because I really do, like obviously I love how I physically look. Like that is a big part of the goal. I would love to have a tighter toned stomach, a bigger butt, thinner arms, all the basic shit. But ultimately, I do really want to be stronger. I feel so empowered when I'm not feeling weak, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think if I focus on gaining more muscle, like the other things will figure themselves out. Like I'll naturally, my arms will lean out. I'll have a more toned stomach and my butt will get bigger. And then that way I don't have to get in my head about those things in an unhealthy way. Mm-hmm. So I should be doing it just to feel better. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. What are your thoughts? I, for physical wellness, I'm like you. I feel like the last couple of years, I've had a good relationship with physical wellness. That's one of my ones that I'm a bit more on top of. One of the goals that I've had the last couple of years is do 10K steps daily. And I feel like that's just a good number for me. That works really well. Even though I don't hit it every single day, I'm very aware of it every single day. And I try to make effort to do every single day. So I'm going to keep doing that because that's working really well. I wrote down do workouts four times a week. So maybe I need to do a number like how you're doing. 250 workouts. If I were to do that, 192 is four week at four workouts per week for the year. So I don't know if I should just round that up and do 200. And just I like mean, that. it's only eight more. I know. And that's just so much easier. And I think there's so many apps out there that can track workouts. I feel like that's just such an easy way to do it. So, okay, I'm going to write that down. See, that's why we like to say them out loud and having little conversations. So 200 workouts for the year. So that's four a week. And then some weeks, that's something else. But one of the girls that I follow on TikTok, she says that you literally just need a program that you're doing a workout, get yourself in that habit. It can be going to the gym and doing 
minutes on the Stairmaster. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It's just telling yourself you're going to do it and then having no non-negotiables that you're not going to do it. 100%. Signing up for the classes in advance mm-hmm. has been hard for me to do. But now that I've been doing it, I'm like, that really holds me accountable. Because if I just say that I'm going to go, things can come up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm still in the workflow. A friend wants to do something. But if I have it on the calendar and it's locked in, I'm like, I'm going. And then I will just plan around it. Yeah. Or you're going to get charged if you cancel or don't go. Yeah. No, thank you. Okay. okay cool. I love that. 200 classes. Yeah. Or workouts. Or workouts. Yeah. Not classes. Workouts. All right. Up next, emotional and mental wellness. This is surrounding your personal feelings and the ability to recognize and handle your emotions. When we were just saying that a lot of goals or things in our society are surrounding how things look from the outside, I'm so glad that mental health is on the rise and that people are opening more up about this because when you just look at people around you and you're like, oh, everyone's happy and da da da, it's encouraging to see people be honest online that are like, yeah, I might look happy on the outside, but inside I'm not doing well because it can just feel so defeating if you do struggle a lot with your mental health to be like, what what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I just be happy? I have this good life. I have all these things to be grateful for. Speaking from myself over the past year and that the emotional wellness category is probably the one I made the biggest improvement in in 2023. And that one can just be defeating to work on because it's really just you. Of course, like it rubs off a little bit on the people closest to you. But that one is truly, you're the only one that can measure that for yourself. Mm-hmm. I love that you improved that this past year. Is there anything that really helped you improve that or any goals you want to share for the coming year? I think finding work-life balance was a big part of it. Letting go of my perfectionism, perfectionism tendencies was another big part of it. And taking that pressure off of like having to be an overachiever. And honestly, doing the Dimensions of Wellness series did help me because before I was so focused on those like physical financial career goals and didn't take the time to prioritize my relationships, my mental health, my spiritual health. And then once I realized that those were just as important and that I could guilt-free give those attention, that helped my mental and emotional state so much. And tangibly waking up early so that I have that alone time in the morning to do all of those little things like journal, breath work, meditation, set up my day for success, make my to-do list, do a couple chores. Filling my cup to start with in the day allows me to handle whatever comes with so much more of a balanced, even keel state of mind. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, for me, since that was such a focus for 2023, I'm just going to try to keep doing exactly what I'm doing. Not trying to, nothing's broken. (laughs) I keep riding it out. Keep waking up early. Keep doing my little practices. Mm-hmm. I love that. I definitely, there's another one or two where I, I'm like, it wasn't broken. Let's not change it. So I love that you're embracing that. I couldn't agree more with having the series have such a good impact on the outcome of my reflecting on these for this year. I I will say for emotional wellness, I'm just making sure that I continue doing my daily gratitude journaling because throughout this whole year, I will get into the funk of stopping doing that. And it's just so frustrating when you build a habit and you get out of the habit of doing it. So I really want to make sure that I'm sticking to journaling every single day, just quick writing three things I'm thankful for. A lot of these overlap. I keep looking at my notes and I'm like, this overlaps with this one, but one of the ones that overlaps with intellectual wellness and emotional wellness, I want to make sure that I'm reading books about having good communication and listening and ways to practice good emotional wellness. Because when I think about when I've had the most transformation with emotional wellness, I feel like a lot of the times it was from reading a really good book about it, like The Four Agreements or any of those types of books. And that's going to incorporate with my intellectual goal because that's going to involve me reading more. So yeah, practicing that gratitude, journaling, throwing in a couple books that relate to regulating your emotional wellness. And then I want to try and do a bigger journal session once a month because right now I just sporadically will journal for longer and do bigger prompts and do a longer journaling time. But I would like to get that on the calendar for like once a month, just sit down on a Sunday and try to journal for like 30 minutes or an hour. Sunday morning is definitely a prime journal time for me Mm -hmm. because that's the one day of the week that Clay sleeps in later than me. 
me usually. And it's like the perfect activity for me to do before he wakes up. Cause I'm like, well, I want to make coffee and cook breakfast with him and like go to yoga class with him because it's like our day. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have kids or roommates or something, maybe gifting yourself that on a Sunday morning could be really powerful. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. So with me saying that a lot of these overlap, I think we should just do intellectual wellness next because that totally ties into what I just said. So intellectual wellness is anything that pertains to the well-being of your brain and growth via thought-provoking mental activities. So for me, my goal pertaining to this last year was to read 12 books. I feel like that was a good attainable goal for me. So I don't know if I should make it more or if I should just keep that goal and do it again this year. Did you finish the goal in December? Mm-hmm. Then so maybe... I said one a month. It was so easy. Maybe I could do like 13. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you feel like it was a good pace, mm-hmm. then you could keep that like the one a month because like, do you want to be reading more than 12 books a year? Would that require you to give up some attention to say journaling for 30 minutes? Yeah, actually, I feel like 12 a year is good. Like, I don't feel like I need to be doing more. I think so too. Like 12, 12 books is still That's substantial. A lot. Yeah. And I put half nonfiction. I don't know if actually, yeah, I feel like I could do that because I, I, I do like nonfiction books, but at least half nonfiction. So that's going to pertain back to that emotional wellness goal. Mm-hmm. So what? six that are more entertainment and then like six that are you maybe you're learning something. Exactly. That sounds perfect. I might have to borrow that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, what is your intellectual wellness goals? Well, mine was to finish reading all of Michael Singer's books. He is the author of The Untethered Soul, which I mm. just read and absolutely loved. But I would, I literally just want to read it again mm. and then read the other books he's wrote. So if I guess if I do 12 books in a year, that would take up like four of them. Yeah. And this one is so nerdy and maybe we can do finance next because these like tie in together. Mm-hmm. But I want to learn more about accounting and taxes because I made so much strides in the last year about accounting and taxes. I'm like, who am I? Am I and like, do I have a master's in accounting or what? I really know a lot. I do all of the finances for the shop. So I run our payroll. I pay in the sales tax, do the income tax. And I'm like so proud of myself because in 2020, when I first opened New Wave, the crippling anxiety that I had over taxes, like I thought for sure any moment of the day the IRS was going to knock on my door and haul me off to jail. And now I'm like, dude, what was I like so freaked out by? Also, the government wants their money. So they're going to find a way to get it from you, which means they're going to keep calling you. So like if you owe money to the government, you're not going to not know that you owe. They're going to make sure you know mm-hmm. if you like if you missed a payment. And I think I thought that they wouldn't let me know and I would have no like heads up and I was just going to get hauled off. But now I'm like, that's not how it works. And so straight up, we'll see if I do this, but I uh, texted my accountant and I was like, if you need any help over tax season, I'd love to come in like one day a week because that to me would help me so much in my business and in my future that it would be like an internship. I want that knowledge. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. That could be a nice little side income and a great skill. Kind of ties in with intellectual wellness. Yeah. Win-win. Okay. So then should we do financial next? Yes. Financial wellness. So this includes anything from financial planning to managing expenses. In my opinion, this is not just making a lot of money. This is figuring Mm -hmm. out how to budget and buy things you actually want and maybe create streams of passive income, having a healthy the relationship around money, not being afraid of it, not thinking that people with money are bad and evil. Sure, some are, but it's there's much more to that. What are your thoughts about financial wellness? Yeah, this is one that I'm always trying to work on. For me, I put down just being on top of budgeting. And last year, I took big strides with that. I got an app that actually works for me because I've tried out so many apps and finally found one that I feel like, okay, I'm actually checking this. I'm making sure that I know what subscriptions I'm paying for. I know that I'm not going to get charged random amounts of money on random days. So budgeting and saving is going to be another huge part of me and my goals this year because I have a wedding in May. So I really want to make sure, again, I have a lot of things pertaining to Sundays. I feel like I'm this past year, I've made Sundays my admin day, my organizational day. And I really want to lean into that and just make sure I'm maximizing my time on Sundays and being on top of it because I would like to really actually keep a budget and make sure I'm saving the random money for this wedding. And 
And yeah, I think just being proactive and investing and knowing where my money's at. I guess no specific goal in general, but just making sure I'm on top of my investing and making sure I know where all my money is going. Because in the past, I have just been not as attentive to my money and just, oh, there's money in my account. I want to do something. Perfect. More, I'm now more involved in making sure I'm on top of everything. I love that. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Do you have any specific goals? I have two. I'm definitely going to remain car free because I love how much that frees up my budget to put towards things that I need to prioritize at this time in my life. So I'm going to increase my student loan payment from technically I only have to pay like $150 a month based off of what my remaining balance is. But this year I bumped it up to $200 and that was attainable. So I'm going to bump it up to $250. And then if I feel like making extra payments, I can just do that. So Clay's car payment, his loan will be paid off in March 2026. And I think I decided that I want my student loans paid off at that, that by that same time because that's Clay didn't have student loans because he played D1 football. I had student loans and then I sold my car. So my hope is that those could align. And then once we have that paid off, we'll have zero debt because neither of us have credit card debt. And then we can save for an engagement, a wedding, a down payment on a house. I go back and forth because there's sometimes where I'm like, oh my God, I could like grow my business so much if I was just like cool with taking out a business loan. But maybe it's there's something messed up in my brain that I'm like, I just want to work for it and pay for it all myself. And I'm probably stifling my career growth by being stuck in my ways. And maybe someone should convince me that <laughs> a business loan is a good idea. But I just want to pay off one form of debt before accumulating more debt. And I feel like it's such the American way to just be like, oh, just tack on another loan. As long as you can keep up on your payments. But I want to come from the lens of paying for things when I can afford them outright Mm -hmm. from the beginning. So I'll be doing $250 a month towards student loans and then $250 a month to my investment accounts. That's amazing. Okay. Well, I guess related to that, we can jump into occupational wellness. I feel like that's in line with financial wellness. And that is anything that pertains to your well-being around your job and career. So career satisfaction, burnout, all the things, life's purpose. Yeah, I feel like I am very satisfied with my career. I think I could just be more proactive with certain things. So some general goals are pitching new clients and then mostly instilling habits and good habits that will keep me motivated because a lot of what I do is very self-driven and self-motivated. So just making sure I'm setting myself up so that I am able to take all the actions needed for my job. Because I am freelance and I do things on my own. There's no set amount of tasks or a boss telling me what to do. And my income isn't handed to me every single month. It's like very self-motivating. So if I'm not in a good headspace or a good emotional wellness, physical wellness, any of that stuff, it throws off my occupational wellness. So I want to build those good habits and set up good habits that I can be easily driven and easily motivated. What I'm like pressing you, we can work on this in the workshop, but what are some ways that you feel like you could be more proactive? I mean, just getting my day started. I think having a good morning routine and making sure that that is started and gone and done. Yeah, having that all sorted out can really help me so that I'm not doing all that stuff up until like the mid-afternoon or late afternoon. So Mm, allowing your personal time to be your personal time and then the work time be the work time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know we recently were talking about in our accountability and discipline episode, when you work from home, it's very easy for the day to be all intermingled. It's like, oh, I'm doing a chore. Oh, I'm working. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm and bouncing back and forth. For me recently though, in the last like month, I figured out that I have five streams of income. And if I work on each stream for 90 minutes a day, with a 30 minute break in between, that's an eight and a half hour workday. So if I start at eight, I'm done at 5.30. I think if I literally have the calendar on my fridge. So I think, I hope I'm saying that right. But for me, that's perfect because I can laser focus in that 90 minutes on that area. And then in my 30 minute time, I'm like, cool, let me go put some laundry in. Let me make a meal. Let me scroll on socials, take peaches for a walk, those type of things. 
things. And then when the time is up, switch gears, focus for another 90. And that has helped me a lot because since I have so many different buckets, sometimes when I would start the day, I'm like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to tackle first and how to Mm -hmm. split up my time. So I did an analysis of how many hours I think each bucket should get per week based off of how much it yields. And then kind of, what do they call it? Reverse engineered it. Yeah, I think that's a great setup. Do you have any occupational goals you want to share with us? (sighs) Okay, so taking it back... 2020, New Wave was killing it. That was my only income source, basically. I had all my eggs into running New Wave. And that was my financial wellness was bearing the most fruit in 2020. I was doing very well. However, as I previously mentioned, my mental and spiritual wellness were not good. I was very anxious, very overwhelmed, was spread very thin. But the money from that was very nice. I was doing good. So then fast forward last year when I decided, okay, I don't want to be putting all of my eggs into New Wave. I can't, like I'm spread thin. How do I restructure this? Came up with the 1404 collective model. Well, obviously in doing that, I took my one store. I was making me all of my income. And now we have 22 vendors. So I split my earnings across 22 different people, aka took a massive fucking pay cut, but then had to add in new revenue streams, which my was my goal because I wanted to, to diversify because I was burned out of doing all one thing. But that took me a lot of time to build those streams up to actually use something because I closed New Wave as we knew it in December of last year. In January, went to the desert, had to figure my shit out. Well, we didn't open 1404 until March. And I didn't open the Airbnb until May because things take time. You have to build it out. You have to start it up. And the first month you open something, you don't get a paycheck typically. So this year, I made less than I ever have because I basically had to take five steps backward to redo the models for my long-term benefit. And in doing so, I was able to to focus on other areas. My social wellness is much better. My spiritual wellness, my nutrition, my home environment. But it was that was just kind of a sacrifice I had to make for the other areas and for things to get better in the long run. So I don't regret anything. and I'm happy I did it. But now going forward in 2024, of each of those revenue sources, I just want to increase them back up so that the total of those five sources get back to what I was making at New Wave when she was in her prime. Mm-hmm. And I know it's possible. And with time blocking and all of that, it should get there. And also now I will have January to May to have an income. Like I literally didn't have a fucking paycheck for six months. So half the year I didn't bring in. It was only investing outward. So this year automatically should be better because obviously 1404 is open in January. The Airbnb is open. Podcast is still going. All those things aren't getting paused now. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot. And that sounds like you're laying the foundation this year. So that things can just jump and thrive this year. Okay, we have three more. I think we can do social wellness next. Yeah, this is a fun one. This makes a lot of sense. I don't feel like I need to give, def- give a definition, but it is just anything pertaining to social connections. So that's relationships, personal expression, family, friends, relationships, all the things. So I feel like this one I'm pretty good in. Last year, I feel like I gave myself a good score for this one, but I'm just going to continue to try and host those girls nights. I'm going to try and do every week. I mean, I think sometimes we do every week for like eight weeks. Let me take a little break. Let me do like another every week. Maybe I'll find an actual good number for this one and then commit to that. But also I would love to try and schedule some more walk and talks with my friends that don't live in the same city. I love that. A walk and talk. Mine was kind of similar, was just keeping up on sending my voice memos. That's definitely mm-hmm. my preferred type of communication with friends because I can just do it while I'm driving or doing chores around the house. Obviously, meeting up in person is more fun, but with our busy schedules and yeah, if people don't live in your city, not always possible. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of with you. Just keep doing what I'm doing. And as I said earlier, pairing, hanging out with friends and going to workout classes together. It's kind of all I got to say for this one. Yeah. No notes here. Okay, cool. Should we do environment? wellness? Yes, you guys know I love this one. So environmental wellness can be anything in your home or the world at large. This can be living a more sustainable life, or this can be decorating your home in a way that makes you feel like it's a positive, nourishing environment. Mm -hmm. I think I do a good job at both of these. I've always loved aesthetics, having a cute apartment. And in the last, I don't know, five or six years, living a mindful, sustainable life has just become part of my lifestyle. 
for me, this isn't one I really feel like I have to work on at all. Frankly, it just has become who I am and what I do. I think I'm just going to keep keep doing what I do, which is secondhand shopping, using my reusable tote bags, my glass jars, walking and biking a lot. I have my eco laundry egg, green mm-hmm. cleaning supplies. In my home, really the only big adjustment that I think I could make in the near future to make it better is there's this one room that needs a door. It's just an archway. And if I could get a door put on it, then I could make that more so my office in the podcasting room without it feeling like it's just still accessible to the living room. Mm-hmm. So if you know, if you live in Omaha and you know how to put up a door, holler. <laughs> Let me know. That's perfect. Yeah, I think this one I also feel pretty good on. I've now been in my house almost three years, just crazy. So I feel like I've definitely had time to furnish it. I mean, there's definitely still things I would love to improve on decorating wise or making it feel more homey. But for the most part, I feel like we're pretty good on it being livable and peaceful and nice to come home to. I will say a big goal for me this year is to just be on top of clutter before it even happens. I, as someone who posts on the internet, I get a lot of PR, which is such a blessing and I'm so grateful for, but I'm not on top of getting rid of things as new things come in. It's definitely the biggest thing I face with my home environmental wellness is just having too much stuff. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Last one. Spiritual wellness encompasses all aspects of well-being pertaining to the search for purpose and meaning in life. This may include the belief in a higher power, but spiritual wellness does not have to be aligned with religion. So just anything around having that purpose, God, higher power, whatever you want to see and feel for this one. For me, I feel like I developed a lot in spiritual wellness this past year because that was one when we were reflecting on this last year that I felt like I was lacking a little bit. Can I give you kudos? Oh, yeah. Because I think that is your most improved category. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you. I'm very proud. Oh my gosh. Thanks. You know, I feel like for this one, it's hard because I definitely feel like I'm a religious person, but I don't feel like I have a church that I go to or that I like or that I, I don't know. I don't want to be like fully into a church but I don't want to fully not be into God or believing in a higher power, but I don't fully want to be only astrology girl. I just feel like there's so many ways that people just brand people in the spirituality sector that I just do not want to be put in a box or a label. And like, it just overwhelmed me a lot in the past year. So I feel like I'm just embracing with whatever spirituality is resonating with me. And if it is going to church, then I'm not going to judge myself for pursuing that. Or if it is looking into astrocartography and deep diving on that for three hours. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of judgment around this one. So I mean, that's just me inflicting that on myself. But for me, this is going to just make sure that I'm getting clear on my life purpose and just allowing myself to do actions that are aligned with that. I feel like you're giving yourself permission to be curious about all of it mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to try it before even coming to a conclusion about how you may feel. It's like, let me just look into this. And if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, okay. Yes, exactly. Because I just don't even know. <laughs> My mind is not made up on what that even means for me, but I feel like that's okay. You're so right. Like being curious about it is still practicing it. This one totally overlaps with some of the other ones too. Like unplugging more from technology, getting more time in nature. I feel like that is involved with environmental wellness as well. Saying just allowing time for journaling, practicing gratitude pertains to a lot of the other ones, but just an overall sense of trying to make sure that I'm nurturing this one as well. Connecting to capital S self. Yeah. What did yeah. you write down for this one? Um... I want to do one more big mushroom journey. I think (laughs) one big mushroom journey per year seems like a good amount to me. I did my first and only one so far last January. It was very powerful. It, I don't want to say it was like scarring because that is not the right word choice, but it was, it was so potent that I was good for 11 months. You guys all know I continued to microdose the whole year, but like a big journey is a lot. And for me right now, like one time a year, I feel like is plenty, but I would like to do that again because because I have some career things, nothing that I've mentioned here or ever talked to you guys about that I would like some insight and some clarity around. And I think allowing myself to slow down and really look at those things and ask how I would feel about them ties a lot into spiritual because I need it to be a big yes. And I need to see the future, my, my whole self. And would I be happy or do I just like the idea of some of these things? Mm-hmm. And more breath work. This was the first year that I really got curious about breath work. 
I always heard about it, had done it here and there. But in the last couple of months, I've just become in love with it. The high that you get from it is crazy. I just feel like I'm on cloud nine and wonder what I was even stressed out about and find myself just like laughing after. It's so silly. Even in yoga the other night, it was a restore class and I was just super relaxed. And the instructor, what she said was not funny. She literally was talking about putting a block under your hips, like to do legs up the wall. And she was like, but I wouldn't do it on the tallest setting. Like that could kind of be a lot. And dude, I almost like burst out belly laughing. I don't even know why. I think I was just relaxed or I was like imagining someone like trying to balance on the tallest setting of the block and <laughs> like falling or something. And I like had to cover my mouth and was just trying so hard not to laugh. But laughter is something I want more of in my life. I'm, I definitely lean to taking things very serious, but laughter is such a spiritual practice in a way because in order to laugh, you have to be present because you can't be worried about Mm -hmm. what's going on at work or your finances and laughing. Like you like literally can't do it. And so if you're laughing more, you're being present more and inviting more joy into your life. And it's just like such a great thing. I know. It's so funny when you say that because it's just like, wait, so live, laugh, love was right. (laughs) The (laughs) phrase that we all roasted to death the last 10 years, they were on to something. Running to Hobby Lobby to get a live, laugh, love sign from my kitchen. (laughs) No, because like it's literally... (laughs) is like that's the mantra are we gonna live laugh love in 2024 i feel like we should bring it back we can title this episode live laugh love live laugh love like i think it has to have a renaissance because it was the truth the whole time live in the present and you'll laugh and then you'll exert joy and love I think getting older is also realizing (laughs) so many things that our parents did, like add some merit to it or some of those cheesy quotes or cringy camping trips with your family or like actually the best thing ever. Like we just try so hard to be cool and fit in and all of that in our like teens and early 20s. And then you get older and you're like, maybe a simple nerdy little life would not be that bad. Yeah. You realize one, they weren't wrong. And now two, I'm becoming my parents. (laughs) What in the world? No, that's great. Well, I loved this so much. That was fun to take a little walk through memory lane of the past year, but also to look forward to what's to come in this year. Yeah. And lastly, I just want to encourage you to reflect on 2023, kind of like we just did before you jump into making new goals, because there's so much insight into how you went about your goals in this last year, whether you achieved them, almost met them, or didn't quite meet them, or you changed your goals. Use that as fuel for 2024. It will help so much. It can help you make more aligned goals. It can help you figure out which area needs improvement and some that you might be overdoing and just give yourself grace with all of it and know that each year, if you reflect and then move forward and then reflect and move forward, it'll just keep getting closer and closer to where you want to be. Absolutely. Okay. Yay. Well, thank you guys for being here for this little intro to the series. Like we said, next week will be our first guest of the series. We cannot wait to share and announce that. Allison, do you want to say who our first guest is going to be? Yes. Our first guest is going to be Ainsley Emerson. She is a space alchemist. So talking about spirituality, she is going to be the perfect blend of environmental, how to make your home this amazing place where you can thrive. And we thought this would be a great way to start the series because right now it's winter, cold probably wherever you are and making your home a healthy, beautiful place that you want to be in can then lead to success in your other areas. So Mm -hmm. she'll be joining us next Friday and we look forward to sharing that episode with you guys and all of the other amazing guests that we have lined up for this year. Yeah, so excited. And quick reminder again, we are starting on Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 7th, our Patreon goal setting workshops. That's just, that's going to be every single Sunday in January. So if you want to join that, you have two days to sign up and get in there. So we have all the details posted over on Patreon. And it's $5. Mm-hmm. Tell me where you can find a club or an accountability buddy or a coach for $5. No, it doesn't. Can't. Just, just us. <laughs> well, we are so excited for this year. Again, happy 2024. We cannot wait to do this series. And we'll catch you guys next week on that first episode. All right. Bye. Bye. Okay, wait, really quick before you go, if you want a chance to be the Artie Friends Listener of the Week, we have something for you. Leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And for bonus entries, there's so many ways to support our show. Share about us on your Instagram story, engage with us over on TikTok, post on our Facebook group, join the Patreon page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to send that rating and review to our Instagram page, Artie Friends Podcast, and we pick a new Listener of the Week every Wednesday. We'll send you a $10 Visa gift card if you win, just as a way of saying thank you to buy you a coffee, buy you a sweet little treat, whatever.
whatever you want. Thanks again, you guys. We appreciate you so, so much. And we'll catch you next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.